What's up, Street Fight community? How are you doing? It's Wednesday night. It's time for your basement show. Brian and I are down here uh, in the basement talking shit. This is how it all started. Ten years ago, we started doing a podcast yelling about fucking liberals and how awful they were. And now we do the number one anarcho-comedy radio show in any station across the nation. My name is Brett Payne. My co-host is Brian Quinby. And uh, we are here to talk shit, yell at each other's faces, and, uh, you know, figure out what's going on in the world. Figure out um, what life is like for the average worker these days, especially you essential workers out there. And we'd love to hear from anybody. You can call into the show Sunday nights. We do a call-in show, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern Standard Time. We want to hear your stories about small business tyrants. EPP, DARE, drugs, whatever the hell it is, we want to hear from you. Uh, you can find more of what we do and support the show by heading to patreon.com slash Radio. We just released the OzFest documentary. Brian and I watched a very famous uh, OzFest documentary. And if you subscribe on patreon.com slash Radio, it's free. You don't get charged until the first of the month. Uh, you can watch us watch it. You also get access to the documentary without any commentary on it. So that's one of the bonuses that you have coming out that is out right now. Um, we also have Pump Up the Volume 2 coming soon. And Brian, what's going on with the uh, premium audio? Holy boys, Kenneth Copeland is probably just dropping. Uh, that's with uh, Kevin, Protestant Wind on Twitter, host of uh, La, La Wisconsin. La Wisconsin Insumis okay. uh, podcast. Uh, they talk about metal and other stuff. He was very funny. And uh, Kenneth Copeland's a wild one. He is a uh, prosperity guy. Uh, he's, the, he's the classic. Yeah, he's um classically evil televangelist. Uh, one that, you know, I that I, I really didn't know the name until you started investigating. And once I saw him, I was like, oh, I know this guy. I've seen plenty of clips of this guy exercising demons out of people well just as a a, a little tease tom's tom was uh tithed to kenneth copeland for about two years his allowance when he was in school as a young child as a child he would like mow grass and stuff like that and he would tithe his allowance to kenneth copeland he was (laughs) a partner of kenneth copeland ministries he claims that and probably is right that uh he is the only leftist with a podcast that ties to Kenneth Copeland. <laughs> All right, that's a challenge. Let's see your receipts, everybody. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, very good show, very funny, and uh, you know, it's just a joy to do. I think I figured out what the next series is going to be. Really? Uh, yeah, I think we're going to talk about we're gonna do about five episodes on the uh, hard rock heavy metal Grammy winner winners okay because uh you know not to plug my other shit but on the pod cast we we took a look at those on the whitey ford sings the blues episode and um they're wild they're just really weird so you're talking about the people that win best heavy metal performance yeah or best hard rock so it was hard rock before then they changed it to heavy metal got it and it's basically just as a tease like it's basically a heavy metal uh, a legacy award yes like they gave motorhead the best metal album in 2005 yeah uh the year 2000 which you could say is the 
one of the biggest years in heavy metal history. For sure. Because it was just popping off in 2000. Okay, you know how I, you know how I, I'm into the new wave of British heavy metal. Yes, I found out that that's called the new wave of American heavy metal. Like it really does have a designation. New metal. Like, yes, that era and all the other stuff that okay. was going along with it. Okay, yeah, that so, like ninety five to two thousand and five. So yeah, in two thousand, when metal was arguably as big as it's ever been, uh, Black Sabbath, Warp, uh, uh, Iron Man on a live CD. Wow. Won the heavy metal Grammy. So wow. I think I think I'm going to take yeah. them and put them in five-year chunks and just sort of talk about the wins and talk about the Grammys and have different yeah. guests on and do stuff like that. So, I gotta, well, I got to be on there for that Megadeth line. I've, the dude, you're, 20, I mean, I, you can be on all of them for all I care. 2017, I think they won, or 2016, they won for that Dystopia record, which I think is actually a fucking really good album. We can look and at a, them now. And a return to form for them. Really? Yeah. I've been learning a lot about metal, reading that book. I just finished up uh, the Pantera, New Thrash era, and uh, moved on to Industrial, which Ministry, Skinny Puppy, yes, uh, Nine Inch Nails, a lot of Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson in there. Yeah, I was uh, going to say, what about Manson for Party Metal? I think everybody gets down with that's Manson. That's true. Nine Inch Nails is like a really I, – I really – I came out on the other end of reading some of this Nine Inch Nails stuff with, like, a lot of respect for Trent Reznor as, a, like, a person. Because, like, you know, uh, the dude from Filter used to play in his band, Richard Patrick from Filter. And uh, he badmouths him through this whole thing. Just as, like, he wasn't paying me shit. He wouldn't let me do Filter. He, you know, was a businessman and a shark. And, and you know, he... He fucking was saying that, like, he's into S&M and stuff, but he was never into S&M until Pretty Hate Machine came out and he used it as a marketing thing and stuff like that. But then Trent Reznor, like, in the end is like, hey, I did, like, a lot of shitty things to a lot of people when I was starting out, and I feel bad for it all, and I wish I could take it back. Like, he repeatedly says that. Yeah. And he's like, I just didn't know what I was doing or who I was, and I got a lot of success very fast. And it was, it's just like, well, I really, I, like, respect that, man, because, like, I've seen the other side of that, too, with Phil Anselmo, who was kind of a prick and says, I don't apologize for any of it, you know? Yeah. He's more than a prick, not more than kind of. Yeah, he is awful. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, these metal guys all brag about fighting and shit all the time. Like, they just yeah. love to talk about fighting, and he was that kind of guy, too. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just it's really just being young and stupid, macho, and then you get older and you're like, man, none of that. That was so dumb. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, and you don't realize what's fueling that what's fueling you you know that you're like you're young and successful and you're trying to do something creative um but then you're also terrified that it's just gonna all go away and the only thing that like there's people that are trying to touch what you're doing like I, i've been reading a lot of the sim similar stuff and it's like once i i can't let control let go of control of what we're doing yeah you know and there, well, there are a I've lot of those books when they the a few of those books i've read they talk about when they work with like big producers and when you decide to like just make a pop song and not do your thing anymore and you hand it over yeah. and like not be yourself. So like, I, I don't know that somebody, I don't, 
I don't trust that some PR company could come in and t- interview us and examine us and then create a better street fight. You know, like no. it's going to have to be what we say. And I'm not, I don't really, I'm not going to cut corners or, or change anything. You yeah. Know, yeah. To make it nicer or to make it better for pop radio or whatever. Mainstream. Yeah. Audiences or whatever. Like if a mainstream audience grabs it, that's fucking great. But like, yeah, I feel comfortable where I'm at. And That's what Metallica did a lot of that too. I was reading in that book. James and Lars were were both saying like uh, they were like, I mean, everybody's going to come to us. They said, or they're just going to let us be ourselves. But we're not going to do what's popular. We're just going to stay with what works for us because we plan on having a paycheck beyond hair metal. You know? Yeah. But then they really did go all in on some of the commercial stuff there for a period of time. I mean, they really, there was a couple out, al- there were about three albums there where I was like, oof. Yeah, man. but they're good. But they're though. good albums. They're so I'm not saying good. they're not good. I'm just saying that, oof. It just, they, but also, like with Metallica, you can watch the, um, you can watch the progression through the years. Mm hmm. Which is like it it actually does make sense if you look at it in that way. Like if you listen to the all the music and that that's what I found about listening to any bands like discography. I've been listening to a lot of Deftones lately and uh uh their progression, you can hear it. Like you can just hear like it's- this album has pieces of what the next album's gonna be. That album has pieces of what the next album's gonna be and But like- the, and that but that's how you maintain a good artistry though. Is by doing what you want and by progressing. Yeah. Because Chuck Schuldner from Death was the same exact way. Like, he was 17 and he started a band called fucking Death and tried to play music as fast and hard and as angry as possible. And then he's 20-some years old later and is like, I'm not this mad. I'm not this angry. I don't think this is me anymore. You know? And he progressed the sound to something that felt more comfortable. It's the same way Metallica did. Instead of just going with the one hit wonder thing and tying yourself to a wave, you know, tie, like I don't want to tie myself to a fad. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how I feel too. 1999 Metallica one with a song called better than you, which I don't think I've even ever heard. Do you know that song? What is it? Better than you. By who? Metallica. 1999. That's the winner. They beat with that song, uh, Rob Zombie's super beast. Uh, Nine Inch Nails Star... No, wait. No, no, no. They beat... uh, Where's it at? Better Than You. Rammstein, Duhast, Rage Against the Machine, No Shelter. Oh. So they beat Duhast. It's like, get out of here. Yeah. You know? So I think it'll be fun to go through and and, and, kind of look at these things and and make fun of it. Yeah. Make fun of how... They figure this stuff out too. I think is really interesting. Like I'm I'll ready. do some research, and uh, it'll be a good time. Yeah, I think. We so, also we got to give a shout out to the city of Minneapolis for regulating the fucking police right now too. They did, and then they, they also still are. smashing in that that building. Hey, solidarity with everybody that's out there fucking fucking shit up. And uh, I have to say, this is worth risking a COVID exposure for. Yeah, I, I think- saw a motherfucking guy on a horse getting high fives. And I was just like, fuck it. Let it rock. This is what we're doing right now. I mean, it's like... It's what it is, though. This is... I mean, this is... 
COVID is uh is feels like risking your life, even though it's a very small percentage point. But that is what the going out in the streets needs to start becoming. Like we have this is such a huge opportunity. So many disgruntled people. I really feel like well, they, we should gotta topple this shit. They killed the fuck out of that guy. And like Oh god. It it was I can't I didn't watch it. I can't watch people get killed. I know. It's George Floyd. And uh it was fucking really fucked up, and I was, you know, I feel for the family. I feel for, you know, obviously, you know, Black Lives Matter. I'll say it. That's what I'll say, you know? That's as good as I can do, but I think... Yeah, you should be out there. I mean, if you're in Minneapolis and you, you aren't a, a risk, uh, you should be out there uh, throwing fucking bricks through cop cars with everybody no, I, else. I, and Columbus I, should be doing the same thing. Every, every, every city should be. I consider going to Minneapolis. I feel like I could throw my shit in a car and just go, but uh, I also don't have any money right now. But maybe when I get paid, if it's still going on, I will jump in a car and go. I really yeah. fucked up my money this month again, which is, that's a story for another day. It's what I do. Um, so in other news today, uh, actually, you know what? We're going to keep going in the COVID direction, I guess, because I have other stuff to do at the end of the show. Like or for the most of the show, Wait, what? Uh, I, I I have more news about like COVID too, so uh, I have yeah, stuff I mean, for the rest of the. Sh well, most of the show will not be that. Don't okay. act like I'm gonna do. I too much COVID. Specifically went and looked for stuff. I'm tired of it too. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I'm tired of it too. But it's still in the news. I think it's it important is. to point out that it's still in the news it's but an, and it's a constant sticking point of like it's so easy to point out how stupid the organization is you know but it just gets well, tiring let me i think once you hear this story you're going to be more change into my mind. It. i think you're going to change your mind on this one because it this is late breaking news on the way and maybe a bit local for columbus ohio but i think um i think you'll all get it I think you're all going to get it, and uh, here we go. Columbus developer Preferred Living has placed a 30 by 60 foot American flag along with a banner with a quote about liberty from Benjamin Franklin on its Lux 88 part apartment complex on Henderson Road in the northwest side. The flag and banner are in support of employees who have been classified as non-essential during the coronavirus shutdowns, which that's not. Wait, what? Even nobody's been classified as that. They've been laid off. I mean, if anybody classified anybody as non-essential, it was the, the bosses. Actually, not the, the, the uh, government didn't actually do that. Um, so, but that was the words coming from the preferred living spokesperson. Uh, so I, I, I go back over that. The flag and banner are in support of employees who have been classified as non-essential during the coronavirus shutdown, said preferred living spokeswoman Mindy Greer. Uh, how we, big is this flag? <laughs> it's huge, dude. It's like, you know how those hideous, stupid condo developments are like a, a big out, a thing that juts out and then goes in and it's smaller and then another big thing juts out? It's a whole one of the things that come out it's enormous it's Jesus uh, Christ. 30 by 60 feet foot flag but there's also a banner the banner is they don't even say the dimensions of the banner it's fucking bigger than the flag this banner <laughs> what does it say um <coughs> sorry i'm confused so the flag I'm says those who would give up essential liberty oh no <laughs> no 
No! Stop! <laughs> really? <laughs> of course! They put that up? They know one quote, Brett! They know one! Is this like, so the manager of the apartment <laughs> complex is like a... a the developer. The developer is a founding father's nerd. He's a founding father. I, I'm, I'm going to call Yes, it is nerd. It's a founding... I was going to call thing. him a founding father's chud, but it's a founding father's nerd. Nerd. <laughs> um, well, actually, like, he frames the whole <laughs> building, and he's like, this was all brought to us by Thomas Jefferson. You know, he definitely does have a, a portrait of this building and this huge flag and this huge banner in a frame in his office with a plaque under that that says like, you know, twenty in, in twenty twenty, yep. you know, May twentieth, twenty twenty. I stepped up and against the uh, the treacherous government. <laughs> it's so bad. We're worried. The, <laughs> those fuckers, man. We're worried. Up. Listen to this spokeswoman, though, dude. Let me start the spokeswoman thing over again. I I think I think. Uh, so, uh, the flag and banner are in support of employees who have been classified as non-essential during the coronavirus shutdown, said preferred living spokeswoman Mindy Greer. We are worried about the millions of Americans that have been denied the freedom of their livelihoods. We are worried about the people's individual Damn. civil liberties and the forced denial of the right to life, liberty, uh. and the pursuit of happiness justified by short-term safety, Greer said. Damn, man, they're so good, I hate them! <laughs> They have, like, the most just slimy little answers for stuff. Yeah. They're so organized, too. That's packed full of so much, you know? Yeah. No, you know, everybody else is taking care of the medical field. What about regular folks that just want to expose themselves to COVID? (laughs) For us both, the sign and flag say, we love America, the freedoms and liberties of being an American, and we 100% support its people, Greer said. Yeah, they're the best. I mean... The thing about it is that they hate people. The only time they care about something is when they can leverage it to get things or to like to prove a point. To right? get people back to work is yeah. what it is. It's, That's it's, the this only is... time they've ever cared about another human being or anybody that works at fucking McDonald's is just to be like, please let them go back to work. Thomas Jefferson would. Well, yeah. Is that a and Thomas this Jefferson is... quote? Who is that? Washington? That's uh, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. Not even a president. It's like, what does this guy ever do? You know? He- yeah, he's the lightning key guy. Yeah, he had the key with the lightning. Okay. Apparently, like, if you talk to a founding father nerd, though, it's that he fucked a lot of women. They always what? will tell you he fucked a lot of women. What? You never heard that? I don't talk to founding oh, fathers. Oh, Ben Franklin, he would go over to France and he would just fuck a ton of women. You know? That he is, loved it. That is awful. That fucking, that's what, I know a founding, I know a few founding father nerds, but you know, I usually draw from my father-in-law, who is an enormous founding father nerd. He reads, like, every book about them. Not every book. Like, not any books that say anything negative about them. Right. He reads <laughs> every new uh, Bill O'Reilly book about the found- founding yeah. fathers. Every book written by, like, a 45-year-old white guy that thinks that they were the, you know, kings of everything. Right. You know? And uh, I'm looking up how many employees Preferred Living has. Because here's what I think. I think the Preferred Living employee, they probably have a decent amount of people working for them because they're developers. And that's another thing. Developers don't give a fucking flying shit about people. They have proven that over, like, they're the worst. They fucking displace people. 
They prevent people from having places to live. They have huge, giant, fucking empty buildings that are just luxury that nobody can afford to live in. They're just fucking, uh, what's the, they're, they're like shrines to their money, you know, that are in, and, and they, this is bulldoze people and they're fucking horrible. And like, I, you, you will not, um, you will not convince me that these people care about people. You can, however, convince me that they care about bringing employees back to the office. Yeah, people, they, they want to provide the right to, of the freedom to work to their employees is what they want more than anything. Yeah, yeah. And it's, I mean, just like it's the printing out the memes. I think that there's just there's nothing in my mind that makes me believe one witty sentence in the right picture could ever change somebody's mind. No. Well, I mean, like you talk that about thing, oh, the left can't meme. And it's, I just think it's also because I wouldn't try to convince somebody of my politics with a fucking meme, even though I know there's plenty of them out there and they're funny as hell. I don't I, know. Just the concept of putting a, a, a founding father's quote, I, I guess at the, in a way they're just doing like private propaganda and that they want to to just get everybody to go back to their elementary school way of knowing of the United States, right? Like, yeah, the smartest guy that ever lived, started this country, gave you everything that you have, and this is what he said. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at at uh, preferred the glass door for uh, preferred living. Have you ever looked at glass door? I have been on glass door. Um, I got, I was told to check it at my old job when people quit. Oh, <laughs> I was like the spy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, this person said, uh, they don't recommend working there. And the cons are you have to work every single weekend, no weekends off. They change your days off every month. They play favorites and only put their favorites at good properties. Do not care about your personal life. Only want you to get sales. Does not pay you enough for the amount of work you're doing. Makes you clean ridiculous things every day. Upper management doesn't care about you at all. Turnover and agents and managements is crazy. Okay. Have you ever... Have you ever known anybody that works in a rental office? I'm curious about it. No. I knew some I, – I used to – so I was such a sleazy scumbag when I was like 19, 20 years old that like um, we were so broke. I was living in a two-bedroom garden apartment and uh, couldn't afford the rent at all. I, I was making four fifty an hour. My roommate was like basically paying all the rent. And then we ended up moving two extra people in – and uh, to cover Katie was rent. one, and then yeah, another guy moved in. It's just this apartment. We destroyed this place. Absolutely fucking destroyed this place. We're partying all the time and shit. But like, uh, one, two, the two women that worked in the rental office really liked us. Like, like they loved us. They loved me. I so what I would do is, I'd wake up every day, and uh, I would grab a Mountain Dew out of my refrigerator and I would go out and I would smoke a cigarette and then I would walk over to the rental office barefoot and, and, uh, 
make Otis Spunkmeyer cookies, like a whole tray of the cookies that that they give the to fresh cookies that they put in the office. Yeah, to give to people, I would make those, and I would just sit in there and talk to the rental ladies and eat the whole tray of cookies <laughs> for breakfast. <laughs> and uh, and I would talk to them. What? What did you talk to them about? Just news of the day? Oh, everything, dude. We just talked all the time. You know, you know what I probably talked to them about. We went fucking crazy last night, oh, man. God. Oh, God. We were no. fucking partying. I'm smoking fucking weed. I probably smoked like 10 joints. Oh, you know no. what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, no. I fucking popped like two yeah. hits of acid and I went fucking nuts. Oh, no. And they would just. They thought. <laughs> you guys are crazy. You know, they liked me. Sure. I mean, they thought I was great. Yeah. But. Like, I don't think I was having interesting conversations. Yeah. <laughs> you were entertaining, though. I interesting know. and entertaining are different things. I know. And I, I did that. So, uh, for my rent, when I had one of my first place, uh, I would walk it down every time for the cookies and I would schmooze. <laughs> I would sit and schmooze and just be like, can I get another one of those? I'm like, oh, yeah, take all you want. And be like, I'd just be talking. And I mean, once again, probably just early stand-up comedy, like avoiding yeah. doing performing, but finding strangers that will let you just say funny thoughts out loud. <laughs> well, that was how it kind of started with me. And then they started to be like, hey, um, I'm going to go outside and uh, talk to my boyfriend on the phone or go smoke a cigarette. They're like, can you just watch The Office? And I'd be sitting in the office in like cut off shorts with no shoes. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> somebody would come in and I'd just be like, hey, somebody will get... I'd spend three hours a day there. Every day. What? I would just spend three oh, hours a day. that's why they liked you. Yeah. You did free work for cookies. No, 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 no. I didn't sit in there for... They, there you was said three they, hours. No, 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 no. I would sit in there for three hours talking to them and hanging out and sitting on a chair. Sure. And it, it was basically how I ate breakfast every right. day. Otis Spunkmeyer cookies. For they are not sponsors, but if they want to... Uh, but you know, but yeah, it was, it was just like, they still, they were cool though, man. They were the ones that taught me a lot about eviction proceedings. No, I mean, the people in the rental office are crazy. Yeah. The people usually what I found is the rental office people are hillbillies that can put on like an Oxford shirt and some black pants and like really be assertive. Like the one that's that's one thing that I actually had above like a lot of working people was that my parents were so proud and ignorant and taught me to like never feel bad about myself in public like <laughs> fucking rednecks do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like when I put on a fucking dress shirt and slacks, I can walk into one of those environments with all those like quivering fucking people that came up in like soft households and just start telling people what to do. <laughs> like I can just be in charge, you know, <laughs> or like, or I can be mean about money. You owe. like I was, I was good at collecting and stuff too, because I was just like, well, you know what? I've been in collections too. So fucking everybody's been there either. What are you going to do to pay it? You know? Yeah. I, I don't know. I just feel like, um, the, I feel like the, the people at the desk at the rental office could beat everybody's ass. Like they're the real security of the place. Yeah. I feel like there's real street, not street knowledge in there. Oh yeah, I mean, I would love to if if you're a uh, if you've ever worked at a managing a property, I'd love to get a call on Sunday because we because we've I've never talked to somebody about the job, you know. I probably talked most of the time. I mean, you know, I would 
we would have conversations, but you know, I I was probably doing ninety percent of the talk. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I I mean, they. I I mean, I will say that like I wasn't like. I wasn't annoying. I know I wasn't annoying. Sure, sure. Because they would come over after they were off work and hang out at the apartment. And nice. Shit, you know, it was a really fun apartment. When, I mean, <laughs> when 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 those nineteen year old dude apartments, especially if you're like an eighteen year old woman and you've never hung out with like a real got real uh, adult person, and as long as it's dark out too. Yeah, when it's dark out. It doesn't seem that crazy, but when the lights come on during the day, you're like, "This is shameful." Yeah. <laughs> but if you're if you're getting shuffled into one of those places after nine p.m., it's fucking gold. Yeah, eighteen year old dude houses or nineteen year old dude apartment is always something else. I mean, they call it hot couch on Chapo, but I'm gonna tell you the fucking truth, dude. Uh, uh, we didn't even really like have a couch. We had a Garth Brooks T-shirt. That was on a hanger and it was hung up on a wall. And when like my, from a pushpin, yeah, it was hung up on the wall with a pushpin. It was hung up there because my friend, my roommate, he would get really drunk and he would start acting like a fucking redneck. And we would make him put the shirt on to signal to people that he was fucking drunk and acting like a redneck. Oh my god. <laughs> That's fun. Like a party yeah. shirt. Yeah. Like, look, Garth is here. Yeah, no, you leave when Garth was there. Oh, you had to get out. <laughs> you don't want to be there when Garth, the Garth oh. shirt's on. He would sometimes just walk over and put it on himself. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm going to get fucking nuts tonight. <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a really weird place, man. We, we did like all the cliched shit. Like for Christmas, we had a Christmas tree and we put a Kangle hat on top of it and beer cans okay. as the, uh, bush beer cans as the. Yeah. Why didn't ornaments. you have a couch though? Uh, we had one for a period of time, but then like, I don't remember how it was gone, but we just had chairs. We had just a couple chairs. chairs, just a couple of chairs, just a couple of chairs. Yeah. I mean, dude. Katie was, so my roommate was dating my sister at the time and uh, Katie and I were together at the time and they came over once a week with like this suitcase pack of hot pockets and a 24 pack of Mountain Dew and they brought it over and they're like, oh, you guys got dinner and lunch. Like it was a real fucking scuzzbag situation. I like I think about that. Like they were that's they just were worried about you getting enough calories to stay alive. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Katie didn't develop her eating habits until not too long. I mean, okay. the past five, six years. I mean, I've told stories yeah. about She's guilty some of by those. association. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, she fucking you know. I, she married me. She she stayed with me through like some of the lowest points of my life. So it's like she probably has something going on. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um. So yeah, this chud, this founding father nerd apartment, co- like the like, it's such a great. This story is such a great combination of people I hate. Like, this is, like, the archetype, almost. Like, I could, if, I gotta find out who the CEO is of Preferred Living, because he seems like another Mike Rowe-type character. Okay. You know what I mean? Because he seems, he's a fucking developer. He did the flag and the Ben Franklin thing. And my guess is, 
if we could somehow get in contact with people that know him, we would get a lot of fucking stories about how horrible he is to work with. Yeah. <laughs> he sounds terrible. Uh, but yeah, and, and like basically the, um, basically from what I'm seeing is all of the, all the people are like, it's high turnover, which means it's a hell job. Yeah. Just working you can't put up with it. Yeah. 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 So that was my COVID story for the week. I have a, a, a founding father nerd having a fucking freak out. And, uh, how much do you think that runs? You've printed stuff and had stuff put together. Like, what? It's, uh, it's probably 500 bucks, right? No. 600? No, less than that. You could probably get it done for a couple hundred. I think you're not getting well, the oh, idea no, of how large this is. You well, could come around, come around and take a look at how large this is. Cause it's, you know, it's massive. It's not like, oh my <laughs> fucking God. What the fuck? <laughs> It's, it's, what the fuck? <laughs> it's, oh my God. It's, it's a picture of Ben Franklin's Dude. face with the quote under it. And it's a meme. I'm sure it's they got the picture from a meme. It's a giant meme. 2000. Yeah. 2000 bucks 2000. for all that shit. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you would have, if you hung, if you didn't hung, hang it yourself, I mean, that, that is unreasonably big. That <laughs> looks like it requires a special installation. It did. It had to, There's dude. The, 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 the printers in this country, there probably is less than a dozen that could make something on that large. <laughs> it's, it's uh, for the listeners, it just, it takes... It's the size of a fucking apartment building. Yeah. Like, three, like, how many apartment windows wide? Three so or four? I would say there are four apartment windows. So we're talking, like, maybe... Four apart, not four apartments. We're talking two apartments wide. Yes, on the outside of the building, where yeah. there's also some, some like kind of, you know, they go past the windows too. You said six, how sixty feet, the flag, long, thirty feet across, right? The flag is thirty by sixty feet. Okay, the American flag that they hung up, but the Benjamin Franklin thing is undoubtedly. Bigger. I don't even know how they got a fucking high res picture big enough it's to so, make that. Thing. The, the DPI <laughs> on that is outrageous. It's wider than the flag. Yeah. So if the flag is thirty feet wide, that that picture is forty to fifty feet 50. wide. I would say fifty. I, I'm gonna lean it, toward a fifty feet wide picture. It might be just be a square fifty by fifty. If it came from Instagram, <laughs> if it's just a square meme, it's a fifty <laughs> by fifty foot fucking meme that someone put on the. I also didn't know the, that. I, you sent me another one. Didn't you send me another one? No. Oh, I must have just glanced it. There was another one. No, there's one on Indianola. What? So there, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do the inverse investigative journalism on this. I can't tell you what it is right now. I'm gonna make sure it's, I'm right. There is a big sign, a yard sign that's probably six feet wide by four feet long that has, um, constitution script. Yeah. It has some sort of message on it. I thought that's the one you were talking about. No, no. Okay. This is up in, uh, uh, off of Henderson. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's right over here by your yeah. house. What's going on in your neighborhood, dude? <laughs> people want <laughs> people going bonkers out here. They want their rights back. I mean, my neighborhood is people are there are you know be socially distant. Yeah, they're the, they're into those people are more into convincing themselves. They're kind of like uh, Steve Jobs types that think that you can hack biology. Yeah, and are like, no, I'm just going to hang out with my friends, socially distance, while our kids hug each other and you know grab ass. Yeah, my uh, uh, 
So I have this new issue that's come up. I guess we can move to sort of landlord talk. This tangentially relates to the landlord stuff. Uh, my wife and my daughter, they want one of those fucking redneck pools because they didn't open the pool in my neighborhood this year right. and they can't open it. Like it's now to a point where it, like, I guess you got to fill it and then it takes 30 days before you could swim in it. Really? No way. It's something like that. It's some weird thing that's been talked about. I know they sent an email out and they were just like, by the time we got it filled and everything was set up, then it would be so late that we would just have to close the fucking thing anyway. So we're just not going to open it this year. Okay. And this... So you're you're, you're is, looking at an in-tax. What? The pool? Yeah. So but, but let me just say, this is the major tragedy of my life right now. Everybody I know... Wants to be a redneck? In my world, at home sort of thing. My brother, my sister, uh, some of the neighbors and stuff. This is the talk of the town. This pool not open. Oh, gotcha. I mean, they know that you're not supposed to go swim. They know that you shouldn't go. But they but were they're still like, going to do it. Well, no, else. I don't think they were even going to do it. Katie has this idea where they're like, maybe we can just let people go by alphabet. I mean, they're just desperate for the pool. Desperate for it. It's been 90 degrees the past pool's few days. Very hot. Pool's tight. I hate the pool. I, I don't swim. Too. Not, I don't swim. I, I Like, I make myself do it and I like it, but I'm so miserable in the pool. So, those pools. The Intex, bro. I don't know. I sold them. I used to work at the... the um, Toy store. You'd have lots of proud families coming in. Some papa that looked just like you throwing that thing on his shoulder like, oh, no, we don't need we don't need a, a cart. I'll carry this out. I mean, it's an enormous pool. It's huge. And so I'm trying. First of all, it's my a good deal, though. I bet my wife. They're 200 do. bucks. Yeah. From they, what I can tell. Yeah. You can get up to a 1500 which never, never happening. But my landlord's never going to let me have one of those, dude. I ha I rent. Yeah, don't don't live a beaten down life, man. Tell tell your landlord what you're about to fucking do. It doesn't work like that. You don't know until you try. Well, that's what Pumpkin. Katie's trying to pull off, right? So my brother now he goes out and he buys a pool for the yard. An Intex? No, 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 no. Like no. a big ass. Well, okay. We're so talking about like those blue pools that have like a bulge outside. Yes. With like a big inflatable but, ring, right? And That's they it. also have a filter. Those pools have, have a, a filter. Fil you got to shock them and shit too, probably. You probably got to do all the stuff, yeah. right? So my yeah, brother. You, but that would be good for you. No. <laughs> yes, it would because you have a lot. Like, you have a required amount of complaining that you need to do to feel comfortable. <laughs> And if you get this pool, you could stop, like, complaining about, like, going on the road. You could, like, avoid some of the, like, spiraling type stuff. And you could just shove it all on them. Say, like, well, I guess I'm going to go shock the pool today. I got to check the <laughs> pH balance on the pool. Like, you could, you, you know, that would be, like, fuel for you for the whole summer. It is, like, a such a, like, every dad I've ever known that got a pool, it, like, really fucking improve their life like well like not improved it but it was just like they get yeah, they get in there they get their little testing it is kit, they like shake them up and they hold them up to the sun and yes. then they're fucking throwing shock in it they're throwing all kinds of shit in it it's, it's just it's a very stupid thing to be proud of that's what it provides <laughs> for like you know like My we're i'm looking for like like i'm not looking i'm looking for like least amount of effort most amount of impact 
And like, you know, house plants are really big in my house. And all I do is just like walk by them for like two minutes a day and like see who needs help. Yeah, but a pool is like 45 minutes. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you got to scrape, you got to do the scooping. You don't have to mow or anything. Yeah, and they don't have the the vacuum. Those, those, the, the hillbilly pools I'm talking about, they, you don't have to vacuum them. Right. Which like, and it, which is the other reason I'm not getting one. It's madness inducing to think of this green water in my backyard. Just a big tub of disgusting green water Dog. with mud all around it, like in a circle around it that I'm like responsible for. My landlord's yelling at me because there's a big fucking dead patch of grass in the yard. And then I'm like, Stop, telling, what, yeah, what is happening? Why are you so concerned about your landlord's fucking feelings? Because he freaked out when I got the bidet. Right? Okay. Well, let him... And had to do a whole lease thing. Sell him a pool pass. (laughs) Well, I mean, the pool's not open. So... This pool is. This pool stays open through COVID. Um, (laughs) I don't want... Here's another thing, dude. My daughter, when she was a little kid... She would take toys outside. There'd just be toys everywhere. Shit. I have that house too. (laughs) Shit laying all over the place. Like, like red, like we were the redneck people on the block. It's just the, this is the, you know, the toys all over the place. Yeah. I left, I left her Barbie superstar guitar on the front lawn. I sure (laughs) damn did. I got other things to worry about. I don't give a fuck about her possessions. (laughs) So pick them up. You pick them up if you care about them so much. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Neighbor. Yeah. So. I finally, my front yard is very clean. There's like, there's no clutter. There's no mess. It's just That's two true. chairs and people can drive by yep. my house it's and elegant. be like, this guy's living like a normal person life. Not like. What? Was that front door fixed? The slamming ass front door? No, but they can't tell that okay. when when they're out. I get, that door's never getting fixed. I hate that slamming front door. We have a slamming back door here at the studio, and I'm never going to fix it. The slamming front door, though, slams backwards. It's like the wrong way. That's why it slams every time, because people forget that it's when you open it. It slams uh, back towards the thing instead yeah. of when you close it. It doesn't slam. Yeah. And people are always like, uh, oh, sorry about that. And it's like, yeah, it's, it's going to happen every time. I mean, yeah. that's just the way things are. It, it slaps. You know what it works good for, though? Is when uh, uh, like a salesperson comes to your house or oh, something. Just and then right they into touch them? it. And then it fucking slams open. And you're like, what the fuck, dude? Yeah. You know, well, they think they did it. Yeah. And then you're like on, on like, you got extra powerful footing. Yeah. You know what I mean? In that conversation. It can take a lot of grace from me to talk to someone (laughs) that slams my door like that. (laughs) (laughs) So. What I did was I'm one of those like bonsai waterfall things that like well, I, um, I that, offered like, that Ryan's are, toy review has those are six hundred dollars I think I I do it less than a pool I'll go to the poorhouse for it less than a pool <laughs> I will say that like an actual pool to install in your house so you could get one but again those My things wife, look horrible they're horrendous they're the worst things and your daughter would love your daughter would go fucking crazy for it but it would get popped. Fucking 100% guarantee that horrible cat would pop that thing. Yeah. 100%. Gumball would go out there, claws come out, put a hole in it, and then you're out patching the fucking thing all the time. And again, a big fucking just mud pit in your yard. That's what this is what I'm looking at. It's like trudging through mud whenever I go out into my yard. 
So but I'm also, like the bad guy, though. I'm trying not to be the bad guy, but I, so I'm like, you can ask the landlord, and if he lets you, I'll go and get it. Okay. Which means then I'm coming over. I'm the good guy. I mean, yeah, hey, you're more than welcome to come sit in the shitty pool, the shitty, gross green pool. I bet you could get Erica to do it. The only thing that sucks is we have those one of those fucking weak ass safety trampolines, so we can't jump from the trampoline into the pool. No, that's true. That's I can true. take down the net maybe when the kids go. Could bed. do that, but you would need a bigger pool, I think, for that. You can't jump into a. You should watch. I can. You should watch what I can do. You get one of those metal pools, like I grew up. I grew up with a pool, like one of those, mm. like. Yeah, really with the cruddy metal pools that are just like above ground and didn't like, have a deck area with like a walk. The, there were our name. There was we a, had a neighbor deck. that had a, a a walkway, probably about the size of this of like a dining room table, and there was chairs that led up to it. And it was like you know, it like was, a kayak. They have these pools called kayak, and it's like a, a pool in the middle, and then it's got like a deck built around it, and it sort of freestands in the yard. Right, it's a kayak. Oh, this was like that, but it only had one section of deck on it. Okay. Like, there was one loading... There was one area where you walked up, and then you jumped in the pool. It was like four feet deep, God, I think. My dream in life is for you to become a deck guy. Like, if you become a deck guy... I'm a patio, man. I got a patio. You do got a patio. That's, that's Patios are fifth nice. room. I call it the fifth room. But deck... I can open up the doors, and I can go from... <laughs> Two ways I can go on the patio. And, we ha- and we're going to get a fire pit going here soon. A deck guy, though, is a whole different thing. Yeah. Like that, you become something all new. Right. With, with you know. It's a hard lumber. Yes, yes. You need, you, you, you start talking about the lumber. That's a deck guy. You know what a deck guy ends up doing after he becomes a deck guy? He ends up becoming a grass guy where like he starts like really getting into his grass and like being like, I need to get like the nicest grass that you can buy. The grass comes know? first, in my opinion. So deck is more affordable, but like deck's I, cheaper. All the man, I've had it. I've had a lot of conversation with Erica about the grass because no. I live in a neighborhood with a lot of very old guys that are very good at the grass. And like, she wanted to let it sit for a really long time. She went, she was like, let's let the grass seed, let's let the grass get seed on it. So that way we can get more grass. And I'm out there and the lawnmower's like choking out because it's too fucking high. So I'm like pushing it. And then like, I'm pushing the lawnmower forward and then tilting it back so that it can spin and still fucking breathe a little bit. And like, I'm just in there and I'm like, we have to figure out something for this grass. And I have all these old men around me and I immediately am in competition with them for having a, like a lawn that doesn't look like horse shit out front. <laughs> so you're, you're trying to, cause it's easy. Like I'm going to say, but like building a deck is a big investment, but like making that grass look fucking fresh is, you know, just a matter of time and effort. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I also, I can't figure out, I don't know what they do. I don't know how to get, like, I, like, I don't know how, what the, the secret to the best, uh, grass is. I need some, someone 20 years older than me, please email the show or reach Kentucky out. Kentucky bluegrass is the Let stuff. me know what type of mower to buy because the bagger, the bag is bullshit. Like the guys with the best lawns in this, in this neighborhood don't have a bag. And when I use my you bag, bag, you use a bag. No, I, I did the first time. And after about four fucking swipes of the, the yeah. lawn, you have to empty it. Your lawn's too big. You got it's an enormous lawn. That's the thing. If you're going to become a grass guy, dude, you got a lot of grass to deal with. You I'm, might have I'm, to hire I'm the somebody. king of grass. I'm a grass man. <laughs> <laughs> I know about grass. 
Yeah, weed is not the kind of grass you're talking about. Yeah, no, the other, no, I'm, I would like to go to some, is there some out, elder council of old grumpy men I that I can go and I think you just gotta call a grass guy, dude. My neighbor actually did give me some advice. He's, oh, no. He's good. His lawn is the shit. <laughs> oh, man, you're a grass His guy. His lawn is tight. <laughs> Brett turned into a grass guy, so. <laughs> but he, he saw me out there struggling with the mower when it was choking out and was like, you got to put that in the highest settings, man. He's like, you're not going to be able to go low until <laughs> you get a couple of long cuts in. <laughs> How often are you cutting the grass? Once a week. Once a week? I like it. I really do. Okay. <laughs> I li- I do. It's one of those things that's easy, and you get to listen to music really loud, and you can be proud of it, and you see what you're doing immediate. It's like immediate gratification. It's not yeah. delayed gratification. Yeah, I, w- I don't think... Yeah, I can't really, like, make fun of that, because, like, I've always said that about when I work as... When I, when I did cable repairs or when I did any repairs on stuff, it's like when something, like, is broken, and then you have fixed it, there's almost nothing as gratifying as that. Right. Like in the end. And and honestly, the lawn isn't broken. The lawn is long. Like it could stay that way. Although it's hard to play with your kid in the backyard with long grass. But uh, that's what makes it even easier is it's just a simple thing. You just have to walk back and forth. Basically, you just have to get in like a, a thousand steps and then the, the task is over. Yeah. You know? Grass guy, a yard guy is a good thing to be. I'm never going to be a yard guy because yeah, you talk I don't so much shit about, about my yard. Yeah, but uh, it is it's nice. No, I don't want a yard. I would fucking I could I'd do with less yard than I have, and yeah. I have yard. Right, a little bit of yard. I used to love though, dude. When I was in the apartment, and I would hear that uh, riding lawnmower fire up, and the guy would come to do the grass. I loved it. Yeah. I just loved watching that other person do the grass. Like, it wasn't me. I was always like, Erica, Erica, come look at this. Come look at this. We don't have to do this. We don't have to do this. Yeah, so I looked up the thing I found yesterday about the pools okay. to be the bad guy. And this is like a landlord. It's called Bigger Pockets. Oh, gross. Well, that, yeah, BiggerPockets.com for what? Real estate investments? It looks, yeah. This is for small-time landlord landlords. forums. Small-time landlords, which means landlords with 10 or less properties, right? Is that That's, what it is? I don't know. Oh, that was one of the designations that came through with the COVID stimulus, like, last month. Yeah. They were calling people with 10 or less properties. That's small-time. what it looks like. So, so it starts out with Rick. Uh, he is wearing an American flag cowboy hat. And his picture and what appears to be an American flag t-shirt. Very patriotic. Okay. And he says, I was doing a property drive-by the other day and noticed one of those Walmart variety three-inch swimming, three-foot swimming pools in the backyard of one of our SFRs. Intex. I've never had a tenant install a pool before. Which, by the way, not installed. That's a portable pool. It's not installed. That's not installed. I I would argue it's not installed, sir. I mean, it's basically like a a big piece of Rubbermaid Tupperware Right. right, it's just as legal a, as a kitchen dish. Here's another thing, and and this is how horrible landlords are. That like, if somebody has that in their yard, they have kids, Ad- adults. Right, don't put portable pools in their yard. <laughs> like two adults that like, if if me and you were roommates and we had like an apartment, we wouldn't ever buy one of those. There would be no reason. Yeah, because we're afraid of greatness. No, they're for children. That's why. No, you need a dip. You got to cool off. <laughs> Take 
a shower. Oldies need to cool off too. Old bodies get hot. <laughs> they shower. Hell. They just take a shower. They, you go in there, you get a shower, it gets you wet, it gets you cooled down. You know, you sit down and you smell better when you come out of it. What if... Uh, so... <laughs> Go ahead. It's more like a cool tub instead of a hot tub. Sure. I mean, it's silly. Who cares about the grass? That shit comes back. It's everywhere. The landlords care about the grass. That's the fucking yeah, they thing. Do. They own the So after grass. consulting with my insurance guy, I approached the tenant and told him that he had two options. One, take it down immediately, or we would two, or we would. Two, provide us proof of $1 million in liability on us renter insurance policy. Our lease is silent on swimming pools specifically, specifically, but covers all improvements, which this should fall under. Have any of you had a tenant put a pool up without asking? If so, how do you deal with it? So... <laughs> Man, this is, um, I had a thought of, uh, like, if I could run college the way that I would run it, if we could do some sort of, uh, research into how many, uh, children die in hillbilly pools versus rich people pools. Um, I don't know if I'd want to do that. I'm just, I don't know. I want to know the numbers. Yeah. I, I feel mean, like they, I feel like people with in-ground pools are so disconnected from their life that they let their children true. die. And I don't think that these things are <laughs> like the like, redneck pools that you just throw up in your yard from Walmart. That, yeah. Ugh. Never. Uh, so here's, here's one of the, one of the landlord re, Here's one of the ran landlords uh, that responded. He said, don't forget to mention to the tenants your fees for resodding the lawn, which is like, oh, fuck you. You know what I mean? And then this other guy. Uh, what if you require that your name be added to his policy and have the insurance company notify you of changes to the policy? That or have him send you a receipt every month from the insurance company. Is a portable plastic swimming pool an improvement to a property? I specifically ban swimming pools, trampolines, storage sheds, fire pits, hot tubs, and outdoor fireplaces in my lease. I would do the same as you if they don't comply and give you a cure or quit. I've never had it happen, though. Maybe someone else will hear his experiences. So this guy just is like... Yeah, he's not having any. Hey, motherfucker. You're a renter. You have not earned any sort of recreational activities in your own backyard. No. <laughs> the backyard belongs to me. You pay for the inside of the house. I mean, Yeah, don't you get the whole damn thing? I pay for the walkway up to the motherfucker, too, when I pay rent. It seems to me like that is a guy that doesn't have any sort of long term like these some of the, these landlords oh, don't no. even think about having no, somebody the for the long term they want they they seem to like to turn it over because it's like why can't i have i'm gonna be here yeah i ain't going anywhere i don't plan to fucking move you know yeah if i fucking move i'll resod the goddamn fire pit that i put in i mean that's crazy no, no hot tubs, outdoor fireplaces. It's like, fuck, dude. You can't garden in a lot of them, too. Yeah. Mine let me garden. So, uh, this other guy gave him a good, this other guy gave him a really good, uh, thing. I've got to say, man, we lived in a similar type place when I rented. And, uh, that backyard is like, it's just a size that isn't worth a damn. Mm hmm. You can't do like intense physics. You can't play like soccer back there. You you can't like play a game of fucking baseball. 
Yeah, and it's, they won't let you take your weight bench out there and lift. Yeah, <laughs> bullshit. All of these bullshit regulations. Uh, a big-ass fucking bowl of water is a great idea. Not allowed to work on your car in a yeah, lot of places. Yeah, I hate that, too. Like, that's against yeah. the rules. It's like, how the fuck is that against the rules? Right. Yeah, let me work on my car. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, Tim. That Tim just man. came out, yeah. <laughs> um, listen to this fucking guy. He's uh-huh. from Connecticut. Or just eliminate all outside spigots. That's what I do. You can dictate all the liability. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, they call their landlord. They're like, hey, I tried to connect a hose and, and hook the sprinkler up for my child. They're like, no, no, I filled it full of super glue so that you couldn't have access to that. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? I fucking oh, hate how them. Cruel. I know. You're just like, I mean, these people are in a way, they just want to be like mommies and daddies. They just seem to me so paternal. Really? Not even, I know. Mom, they're this not even mommies. Like mommies would be, moms take care of you. This is all daddy shit. This is all paternalistic horseshit when they're like, you can't trust them with an open spigot on the outside. They'll run the water bill all the way up. <laughs> but they pay the fucking water they bill. They do. Yeah. This is my domicile. Yeah. You get money for this. God. You stay out of it. Don't do a drive-by. Don't do a little fucking checksy yeah, on me. I know. I know. I know. Do imagine the drive-by. Imagine you just filled up your Intex three-foot-tall pool and you're sinking in with like a gin ricky and stuff. You got your sunglasses on. You got a little floater. And then your landlord comes by with his fucking head hanging out the window and you just spill your drink all over your chest and you're like, fuck. Fuck, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah. As soon as the landlord's <laughs> knocking on the door. It's fucking American flag cowboy hat. <laughs> yeah. With a shirt that says, like, we the people on yeah. it, grunt style on the sleeve. You're just yeah. like, fuck. Right. Now I got to talk to this fucking guy. Uh, this next person uh, says, terminate the lease and have the tenant out. Why would you want this liability on your hands? Someone who walks by after midnight and goes for a dip accidentally drowns. Guess who's on the hook? <laughs> this is the fucking craziest thing I've heard. I, who's get? It's that it doesn't happen. No, no one in their right mind would be walking around in their fully dressed clothes and see a pool and be like, see a a pool that crappy. I'll break into a nice pool. Yeah, I, I broke into in ground pools all the time. We used to break into apartment pools. A backyard pool. In your fucking clothes, like, what are you doing? Cruising the neighborhood in fucking swim shorts? Like, oh man, I'm gonna get so fucking wet tonight. But <laughs> <laughs> somebody else, somebody else's dime. They all they got all that hot water in there. I'm gonna soak it all up. They'll never catch me. <laughs> what are you doing? Here's another rental. And guy. I would. Sh- I don't know. I don't. I don't see it. I just. I don't see it happening. So, but I feel like if you like you you feel bad about it because if you see one of those pools, you just go, "Aw!" You just feel bad for the family that has that pool. Yeah, <laughs> like you don't. You're, you're like, gonna, I gotta fucking take that thing. I gotta get rid of this pool. This pool is a fuck. It's I'm not getting kids. in it. I'm not getting in it. No way. No. I would never. This guy, this guy's horrible. Yes, had him take it down only to find out the old lady next door allowed it on her property. No fence between backyards. But code requires... Yes! Grandma! (laughs) Well... She came through? uh, Code requires a four-foot fence around anything deeper than 24 inches. Uh, No. And then in parentheses... They didn't. In parentheses, he says, I always thought a child could drown in a lot less. 
Uh, code yeah, enforcement. Tablespoon fin- of water was the old scare tactics from the eighties, right? Yeah, and he goes, "Code enforcement finally had it removed after they attempted to use a snow fence to meet the fencing code." Uh, which, by the way, these motherfuckers. This guy called code enforcement. I know too. he did. He fucking called. Yeah, he got mad that this old lady was like, "I got a yard you can use," and that asshole isn't in charge of it. He yep. got so fuck. These people are awful. This is why these shit. We don't need these. We don't need folks <laughs> taking this type of authority into their hands. This is why we don't need fucking landlords. Because you don't want to hand over your the, what you do with your property to somebody else's fucking opinions. Like just some horrible dude to all all old. They're like- not, and the thing is, they're not working. Like you put up a pool. And it's not like they're busy doing landlord work all month long that they can't do it. They spend the entire month like, what's the best way to get back at this person for putting a pool up? Yeah. That's what their work is. Well, they spend a decent amount of time driving by the property. That too. It's just, ah, you know. You went and picked up a DQ Blizzard and wanted to see what's happening. Yeah. Down by the place I own. (laughs) I own. This place I own that other people i let other people live in if the price is right i'm a money man yeah businessman i have passive income don't fuck with me i have a classic car yeah yeah that, it's just crazy man like uh this guy wants to terminate uh <laughs> so okay rick comes back at the end okay we get a wrap up with rick okay i think everyone might like an update the tenant took down the pool within 24 hours, but today I was riding around and checking on properties and found three more and popped up. Yes! Yes! <laughs> you can't stop us. <laughs> We're going to be cool. We're rent and we want comfort. You can't stop us. That's amazing. But he said he's in the process of having interesting conversations with all of them, which means somebody told him to fuck off. <laughs> that's incredible <laughs> Fuck it. that's awesome yeah i mean but now that it sucks because they've just they basically sharpened their swords so they can cut down more pools as quickly as they show up yeah but everybody every renter should put a pool up i feel like that would be a great uh protest yeah yeah i i just i don't know got to man i don't know here's another one from MrLandlord.com. I saw a picture of my property and my new tenants have erected one of those cheap Intex pools. <laughs> yeah, they, there you go. They, they knew who it was immediately. I hate those fucking things. I see it. They put it right on the side. I'm like, you shouldn't let people know what brand it is because that's like a source spot. It's an Intex. Intex. <laughs> they make the fucking worst pools in the world. They make Petri dishes for the backyard. That's really what they are. And that's another reason I don't want one. But this We were talking about it with uh one of my friends just spent some money on patio furniture and they were like, "You know what? Uh like we realized that you have to actually take care of this stuff." We're like a lot of the grown folks that we were around just put the patio furniture out for years. Like they never they never brought it in when like it was a blizzard or when it was 95 degrees out and Oh it, yeah. Like, bleach the shit out of the wicker and fucked up all of everything like that destroys it like you have to take care of that stuff no yeah and i i had a grill that's why i don't have a grill when i bought the trampoline i found out that during the winter you're supposed to pull all the springs out and 
the pad is supposed to be folded up and brought like inside. Oh, I would never do that. That's I'm going to do that I because of maintenance yeah. and I stuff. I mean, well, I think you should. I wouldn't. But those fucking pools are the same exact thing. Like, you know, we were talking about getting excited about shocking it, but I never met. Like, I, I swam in more green pools than I did, like, perfectly <laughs> Like shocked pools. Yeah, you guys want to come over swimming? Well, it's a little green, but you know we can yeah. get in there and slide. Don't on the go floor. under. Yeah, <laughs> don't go under. Just uh, everybody can stay above, and we can shoot squirt guns and stuff. It'll be fun. We can shoot squirt guns. This guy though, he goes. Uh, this guy who's a landlord is like. Uh, I want to know what stance I should take on this. I honestly don't care that it's there. Go with that. Go with that. Go back home. Fire up your favorite movie. <laughs> eat your favorite food and never think about that pool again. <laughs> you had it. You had peace within your grasp. But I'm afraid that if I don't ah, say <laughs> You put your big butt in it. <laughs> but I'm afraid that if I don't say something, it sets a bad precedent for the remainder of the lease. Why? He thinks that now they're, they're stepping doing- all over. They're walking all over him or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you think you can just put a pool in my yard? <laughs> it's like, yes, I do because I pay for this fucking whole thing. I give you money every single month for this. This is mine now. <laughs> like, wh- I'm I'm renting it from you or whatever it is. But like, yeah, I'm doing with it what I want. I don't see why I should have to ask you. They see like, it like a is- hotel. Yeah, exactly. Or and this is it's it's the same thing with like the Airbnb, how they expect to get a return on their investment. It's like you rented a place to somebody, and then all of a sudden they put a twenty foot wide brown spot in the yard, <laughs> yeah, twenty foot wide diameter like circle in the yard. Uh, that's part of getting in the rental business. You're not doing anything else, right? Yeah, like that's just part it, of the risk. That's it. Yeah. It's Part like, of the risk. Right. If I put money on the stock market and lost it, I would know that's because the nature of the business. That's also the nature of business of handing over your stuff to somebody else. They're not going to return it in the same condition. You're also not a fucking, you're not their dad. You know, you're not, you're not their pappy. You don't get to decide what the fuck they do. And when he says sets a bad precedent for the remainder of the lease, it's like he's talking about painting. And shit like that. But yeah. the fucking real thing here is, if you paint, I mean, I think everybody that rents knows that if they paint, they have to repaint before they leave. Or never get the deposit. Or don't get the deposit back. But, you know, if I'm, I, most renters don't paint, though. I mean, people who rent. My wife. I know. I know. She's <laughs> a powerful force. Yeah. She, <laughs> she does not like, she does not like those eggshell walls no <laughs> she does not like a light cream interior she gotta get in there and paint yeah gotta paint the whole fucking thing it's crazy i know it's so much time and effort you're like i i, I like it i mean afterwards it is nice because living in when you live in apartments forever and everything is gray and white and beige and you go to your bedroom and it's like green that that's feels like this is mine you know i actually decided what this was going to look like in here oh i don't i've never had that feeling before everything's always been beige and brown. And <laughs> I didn't do it either. Shell. She introduced me to the concept. Yeah. She started just painting the walls and I was like, woo, you're going to get in trouble. <laughs> I mean, when I was like, and here's the other thing about landlords that is, is wild too, is like back when I was looking for apartments, uh, 
I would go to some places that have like fireplaces where they cap off the fireplace and they paint the brick white. Yeah, yeah. And shit like that where they're just like, they do the wackiest fucking shit. I once looked at an apartment that they painted the whole apartment. The, the brick, the f- hardwood floors, everything. They painted it fucking dark gray. And it was just the most fucking, it was battleship gray. It was the most baffling apartment I've ever stood in in my life. And it's like, you know, you can't fucking do anything about that. And why would you paint hard wood? Probably because there's piss stains on it from a cat. Yeah. Because I'm not allowed to have a fucking animal, which is good because I don't want one. But my kid's like really on me about getting an animal. But uh, really? she wants a fucking dog. A dog. She sits around and talks about dogs. She all wants the time. a puppy. Yeah, that's Figure what I. How to she, well, we know. Get her into some sort of like mm. pet rescue. Already talked about that. She Already had that conversation where it's like you could like walk people's dog as a job and get to know the dogs and yeah, you have like a nice little relationship with the dogs and she was like, that's not the same. I don't think anybody under thirty should have a dog. I don't. I'm not afraid to say that, but like <laughs> I had a dog when I was a kid. It was a terrible idea. I don't think that like unless you have enough money and enough space and enough time, you should not be fucking with. Well, those I don't things. want one. I've already said I. I live in a city anyway. I like shouldn't have one. You got a little baby dog. Maybe a little small one would yeah. be okay. I just my neighbors have a Great Dane that is I hate enormous, that. That and I live in the middle of the motherfucking city. And they they're living in a duplex. They're living yeah. in a. They're share. They don't have a fucking back. Like like that dog never moves. Ugh. How far could it actually ever go? You know. I don't know why. I don't know. I have two neighbors that have enormous dogs, like horse dogs. Yeah. I call them. But, you know, I mean, people like having dogs. They like having dogs. Yeah, I understand. I get it. I get it. You know, but I had a I made the same mistake. I, I did. I had a dog when I was 20 years old and had to give it to my parents to for them to take care of it. <laughs> yeah, I just couldn't. I didn't have enough money in savings when, like, shots needed to happen. Yeah, that's the like thing. That. Or, like, when they got to go to the the doctor or like even there's just been times in my life where i couldn't get my own fucking food (laughs) you're right exactly yeah like i i'm sorry i'm trying like if i get a a loaf of bread i'm gonna eat that i'm not gonna give it to the dog (laughs) well uh i guess before we get out of here i was gonna play joe biden farting that's a good one but my computer locked up oh man so i don't know if obs is gonna work uh, uh, I rebooted so we can see if we can get it going. You got your headphones plugged in, right? Yes. Let's do a fucking autopsy of Joe Biden's fart. Let me know if you can see my screen in OBS, and uh, we'll know if we can do it. Yeah, I see your screen. All right. So uh, this was in an interview today. I think so. Yes, I see it. Show notes, right? Yep. Okay, so this was in an interview today. Joe Biden was talking to some nerd with, like, uh, some some, like, just some nerd with a suit on. It's like leather patch at elbows, jacket guy. He's like he's, sitting in front of like a wall of books, basically. That yeah, kind he's of on a Zoom asshole. call. He's got like a... Here, I have lots of books. He's got a gray goatee. He looks like... I mean, he looks... At, at a certain time, you know, he looks like a, a like a nerd in like the authoritarian type way. He looks like he's supposed to be smart and well read oh, and all that stuff. He's a he literally looks like an egghead. It's Governor Tom Wolf of okay. Pennsylvania. So I don't know what Joe Biden's Joe Biden's just having one of his conversations. Joe Biden is 
I was going to, you know what I was just about to do? Joe Biden is, if for those that don't know, he's the Democratic nominee for president. Some people don't know. Yeah, that's those true. Those lucky people that don't pay attention to politics. Do you and don't think those people, fun. I mean, that's true though, because I didn't know it was Bush versus Gore until the controversy, until right. hanging chats. Yeah, I mean, this is like, that was when I found out. That there was an election and it was Bush versus Gore. Joe Biden, I mean, like, even though there's a lot of content for us to scoop up and, like, go over with the gaffes, like, he still has not been proactive enough. He's been gone for two months. He made his first appearance in two months the other day in a mask. And then Trump, like, roasted him for it. Well, he said he wasn't going to make fun of him while he made fun of him. Right. You know? Yeah, I mean, he he really has been pretty absent compared to what I would expect in this day and age when, you know, you can be available 24-7 online. Well, I think, like, <laughs> honestly, it's like a smart move for him. Sure. Because no, every single thing, I mean, we had the Charlemagne interview happen between, uh, well... After before we after we recorded the basement show last week and that, that was, was crazy. That was like I can't believe he fucking said. I mean, here's uh, the thing: I can believe he said what he said because he's an older white dude with that like uh, is in politics and like is a relatively yeah. comfortable guy. He's he lives a very comfortable life, and so like you can understand that. And nobody ever tells him he's wrong. Nobody ever is like Joe dog you, like you're wrong and you're dumb and the things you say are crazy you know yeah. the corn pop story was wild and uh so i can believe he said it i just like i think the thing that happened that shocked me was the people that then defended him yeah in a way outrageous. that was like they hold stand-up comedians more accountable than the guy that's running for president of the United States. You know, they they fucking hold Joe Rogan more accountable than Joe Biden, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, well, oh, man. Well, we don't don't talk about this a lot. Like, I I mean, we don't – I'm not trying to instruct people, like, uh, you know, on black culture or anything like that. We're not ever, like, trying to to go out there and explain this type of stuff. But, like, that was – such an insane moment to me because it's it's like Joe Biden was using Charlemagne in a way that like a white guy that says the N word in front of a black person to to just like steamroll him. I mean, he was really just saying like, I'm going to say this out loud and proud. You ain't black if you ain't voting for me in front of Charlemagne because like he can pat me on the back and like he, that's that counts as like a sort of uh like they co-sign it. You know, yeah, like it's a way it, it's such a weird thing. And I mean, I, Joe Biden's weird stories, you know, maybe it sounds like he spent some time in black neighborhoods and stuff. But like as a white person, you can never you just never in your life ever convince yourself that, you know, the black experience. Yeah, that you're you- always a visitor. Like it, it like it, it comes back to we, we got in a fight with this with our friends about a uh, post Malone. Because that Postal Malone Nirvana thing came out. And everybody that sent it to me, like, I ignored them until they bothered me to watch it. And then I was like, I fucking hate that guy. I hate Post Malone because he talks shit about hip-hop as being, like, a worthless music that's only about partying and has no depth to it. And that he doesn't go to hip-hop. He goes to country music and all these other things. And, like, I I don't know. I just think that, like, 
they're, they're, the wokeness has gotten to a point where some people are so confident that they know the black experience. And as long as, as long as you accept that you never will, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Because he stepped over the line. Like he, once you say shit like that, you are just totally not relevant, you know, to well, me. I guess you just don't really like know. I, I, I guess like, you can tell me that you understand like these kind of politics and stuff like that. You can tell me that you have yeah. people's best interest in heart, but I just can't, but I can't imagine that you're listening to people if you're talking like that. You know I what could, I mean? Like I can't I can imagine. Re- I can that- read a million books. I can go, I can take a black, I can get, could get a black history degree and I still would never could ever say that I'm confident telling people what or is or isn't blackness, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just such an old stupid thing like yeah. I, I don't it's just so irrelevant to also sounds like you're not you're not like having a dialogue no you know what i mean because no. a guy like this it's a joe phrase. biden was well and joe biden wasn't having a dialogue with charlemagne he was talking at charlemagne right. he was they do- were he was doing politics he, he- was talking a, at a guy and to try to get credibility with the streets or whatever that yeah, is. yeah that's all it was and that's that's fucking. I mean, that's what these politicians all do, you know. Yeah, and it, it's it's crazy. So, so anyway, back to now. He's, he's just had a week. This guy's just had a fucking. He's never had a. He's never done anything good. There's no. I know. Hi, there's no highlight video where he came through and really wowed us. There is no fucking uh, Joe Biden supporter out there that has something to stand on to say this is our next president not he's, he hasn't been courageous in any part of his fucking life right you would you're right about not being courageous but he's been actively harmful too like a lot of a, a, a lot of the things he's done and you know i always go back to the same too but the, that 94 crime bill he was very outspoken about trying to get passed and he added stuff to that bill and he had a hand in it yeah. and 94 crime bill was when mass incarceration really started to ramp up so you could say that he's partially he he has a lot more responsibility for it than i do or than donald trump has because donald trump wasn't a politician at that time he wasn't making any of this shit happen i mean donald trump's fucking evil but he got the power from you know people like joe biden giving him that power you know, over the years. And Joe Biden has also, he escalate, he is always in favor of escalating the war on drugs. He still believes that marijuana is a gateway drug. He made it incredibly difficult for working people to declare bankruptcy while it's still extremely easy for corporations to declare bankruptcy, you know? Yeah. And, and like this guy, when I have conversations with people now and, 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 and they say, well, I know he's not good, but he's better than Trump. Like, like I, I would say that the people in the room with him would handle a crisis maybe in a better way than Donald Trump has, right? But, like, I don't have a lot of faith that Joe Biden isn't as evil as Donald Trump. He has done incredibly evil shit. And he he's done it for, you know, since the fucking 80s. 80s. 
And um, he's not offering anything. He's not offering no. shit. And they can he's say, not, oh, I mean, is he going to make concessions to the left? Is he going to make concessions to the Bernie voters? And he can say that he's going to. He's not going to. He lies a lot. Like, he... I watched, like, two debates, right? And the last debate I watched was the one with just him and Bernie Sanders debating. And he fucking stood there and lied the whole time. And then... Uh, we can talk about even the uh, Wisconsin primary where we watched him push to make that primary happen. We watched yeah. him and other people say this primary needs to happen. The very next day, he said, I can't believe they had that primary. They put people's lives at risk, you know? Yeah. And people died voting in that primary. And like... He, he doesn't, not only does he not take responsibility for it, but he lies about having been involved in it. Yeah. I just fucking really hate him. Yeah, he's the worst person in the world. Yeah. He was their worst choice. He's, like, I what mean, if it's, per, it's like, absolutely perfect for how fucked up this existence is. <laughs> that he's the best selection, really, yeah. to make this the worst possible situation. I'll tell you this. This is a crazy thing. And I, I don't want either one of them. I'll tell you that right now. I would have maybe... Been, I would have been happier if Amy Klobuchar ended up being the nominee over this guy. You know, like he is uh, maybe a worse possible choice. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Yeah. He's at the bottom. So here he is talking to some nerdy governor about, uh, I don't know, whatever, but uh, let's pray that this works. Ew. <laughs> Did you hear it? Go back. I'm going to go back. The guys, so so when this fart, just to let you know, there's this egghead guy that has a white goatee. And uh, when the fart happens, his eyes kind of open up. Like he kind of like. Which. He hears it. And then he processes it. And he kind of blinks a little bit. And then he just returns. Let me be fair. That's what happens to my eyes when I shit myself. Right? <laughs> sure. So he might have done it. It could be this governor. Let me also say, actually, I don't know where you were planning to take this, and I apologize if I derail it, but uh, I'm pro. F I'm pro I farting. Know you are. Yeah, I, I will fart anytime, anywhere, and I don't think anyone should apologize for it. I think it's a natural part <laughs> of the body, and that. I don't know if he. I don't know if he did anything wrong here. No, no, no. I don't. My think he did anything wrong. I think he did something funny. I yes, I think what worries me about it is that like the sound of this fart is very thin. <laughs> it sounds like someone that doesn't have a lot of soul left in them. Like my grandmother, when she used to get out of a chair and she would just rip ass for just the entirety of her getting, it would just be so slow, just just kind of pathetic, yeah, sounding, just like just whole, pathetic, just slipping out. Like they yeah. didn't choose to do it. That's yeah. what makes it pathetic. Like you didn't choose to fart. This is just extra air in your body, like escaping. Yeah, from this coughing. I mean, I'm very sensitive about it. I don't want people to hear me doing it. Really, ever. you're not proud of and it. And when I'm on mic, I don't fart. When I'm on mic on doing a podcast because the room can be so quiet and sure. the mic picks them up like in this. And I just am like, you know, Too let's fucking be smooth here. You know, let's try not to have a loud boy, you know? And, and like, uh, <laughs> my, uh, 
My wife, I remember very early on, she has a friend that's very uh, hoity-toity and that is is a uh, very accomplished, well-to-do person, dual income, no kids, just crushing it, traveling the world, doing all that stuff, and playing board games with them. And I just, like, ripped the hugest fart and laughed about it. <laughs> and then Erica was like, yeah, he doesn't feel bad about that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I really don't. Yeah, everybody's hey, like, and I, I welcome it from every. Like, it's not just for me. I'm not being selfish about it. No, I've never had you say, "Hey, man, why are you doing that?" Yeah. You know, and and you know, we we have to share hotel rooms and shit for weeks at a time, so he hears it. I'm just saying that, like, my nightmare is somebody hearing me fart. Yeah, like publicly. I, I guess you're right. I mean, in in a. It, if I'm on the TV and I'm doing an interview, that's not the time that I would want to openly put a funny flatulate. one out there. Just yeah. drop a funny here. here but we I go. used to, dude, I used to listen. You remember fart CDs? Yeah, I loved 40 them. minutes. Just we're, we're, wall to wall. Yeah. They would play like. And they had different the, names for them, like the Air Biscuit was one of them. <laughs> You're making me want to play some. We no, have, we I'm going to get a fart CD. Uh, I mean, I could get it up on No, YouTube. not for the show. This is for <laughs> my own enjoyment. <laughs> this is for me. I'm I'm gonna put it in. You can get that for free. I just realized that. What? Fart compilations are probably all over YouTube. Yeah, you can probably just get the fart CD I bought uh, for like (laughs) eighteen dollars when I was a kid from the used CD store. At the end, they had all the songs. Like they would do Yankee Doodle. Oh yeah, I know. Or like yeah, row 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 your boat. But they fucking smoke on the water was a good one. They (laughs) would do yeah. This is like a so, perfect one. Let's see how Joe did. All right, here we go. Here we go. I mean. Oof. That's a poot? That sounds more like a poot? It call? just sounds like, you know what it really sounds like? It sounds like a goddamn whoopee cushion. <laughs> yeah, a little yeah. bit. It's really, flab- it's really flabbity. Yeah, here, here. <laughs> it's it like, just sounds like a like rush this. of air. It's like this. It it does sound no. It just it sounds, sounds like, like your there's something squeezed in out a bunch of air. Mm, sounds like there's something in there to me. I a little extra. That sphincter sounds a little loose. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit extra in there. So Joe Biden farted. He's also a piece of shit, and that's the show. <laughs> yes, that's that's all we need. That's all we need against him. <laughs> Is this fart? Well, I mean, it is. I we don't, made the rest of the case. Why did the great? I don't know why we have to choose the seventy-year-old people to, to be in charge. I don't think they know much. I just don't even know if there's like. I don't. I don't know, man. For me, it's like I don't even know who. I mean, when I start thinking about like who Ooh. our last great hope was or whatever, and, and it being Bernie Sanders, like I'm just like. They're, I mean, like, you know, obviously I would love to see Ian Omar or yeah. somebody like that. Maybe someday in the beginning. Fucking president of the United States. Yeah, I would love to see that. Can, that would be incredible. Can I run it long? Just because it yeah, has to do with care. shit stuff? Yeah, I don't care. Did you see the uh, hero pack that uh, Walmart gave out? Yes, I did. I did. I don't have the picture, uh, uh, but yes. Walmart. Let, tell them what's in it. It's a brown paper bag folded in half. Cheap, they, the cheapest possible container that you could put something in, first of all. <laughs> brown paper bag. You can't. I mean, I guess they could have wrapped it in saran wrap. 
or may, maybe take an old printer paper from like papers from pieces they didn't need. <laughs> so it's stapled a, them together as yeah. a bag. They wouldn't want to spend that much on staples. So and with a neon envelope on the outside of the brown paper bag, it says, "We appreciate all you have done for our store during these trying times. Thank you for being a hero." Inside of the bag is a Rice Krispies treat. Um, like one that wasn't ho- fr- like not a not an no. upscale one, not one that like uh, uh, they went to like a local baker and had no. put together that that like maybe has some fucking fair trade marshmallows or some shit in them. No, this is uh, individually wrapped. Like those Halloween size, like <laughs> 0.25 ounce ones. That's like just a little, some shit. It's a square. It's not even like a bar. It's a square. It's just some shit that like I bought and then didn't want to eat anymore. You know, like yeah. it's like I bought these for a snack and I ate three of them and I was like, ah, you know, fuck it. It's some executive's extra leftover Rice Krispie treats. <laughs> Next one, which. This was this one's offensive to me. I think you're out of this, but uh, goldfish crackers. No, I don't like goldfish. That's kids' food. That is kids' That's food. That's something that like my kid goes for it. All the kids at elementary school, like they are all well, crazy about it. Like, don't feed me that ever. I'm over 18 years old. Well, I'm never going to eat that again. Let me just one little disagreement. If they're flavor blasted, I'll eat them. But just they the are regular, flavor blasted. Are they flavor blasted? What's extra the flavor cheddar. Blast? It's extra just cheddar? extra cheddar. Eh, you know, you want a pizza flavor? It says one flavor blasted. Truth? I love a flavor blasted goldfish. Okay. Uh, two Alka Seltzer. What's the Alka Seltzer for? I mean, just they probably had them around. I don't know. It's just two of them. It individually wrapped. Not Alka Seltzer. I'm sorry. What is what is the mint that's round? Lifesaver. The one that breast is... Breast savers? Yeah, that has a hole in the middle. It's like a yeah, mint. breast savers. It looks like an Alka-Seltzer, but yes. It Alka-Seltzer is. would have been funny, because it's <laughs> yeah. like, what? Are they yeah. saying they, they think the flavor-bastic <laughs> goldfish are going to fuck with their agita? It's the mint lifesaver, the breath saver. That's a junk gift. Yeah. Two dum-dum suckers. See, this is fucking... The lifesavers and the dum-dum suckers are... This has to be has to be the general manager or like one of the shift managers yeah put this together yeah has to be this cannot be what they gave out three tootsie rolls i love See, the, I, the, lo- the, I love those things don't shut up nobody wants three That's, tootsie rolls ever the nice thing about them handing out three tootsie rolls is that everybody on shift i'm like i'll, I'll take those tootsie rolls if you're, <laughs> if you're just gonna throw them out the window i want those <laughs> Well, these things are just going to melt in, like, cars. Yeah. And then, you know, there's uh, two packs of Smarties, the worst candy That's ever. all the worst candy. They shouldn't never. They shouldn't make it anymore. One lemon head. Ooh, one. I wonder if they could. One lemon head. This is like a, the cheap, the cheapest Halloween kit yeah. bag. It's probably all out of the same bag. It's like probably those big leftover. bags. No, it's those oh, big the bags. Mix. Yeah, because this is all stuff that would be in one of those big Halloween bags mix bags that you leftover. can hand out. Because dumb dumb so, shit. So Tootsie rolls are shit. You also get like I mean, and this is just an abomination against creation. A white chocolate Kit Kat. Bullshit. <laughs> they should have rejected that. I, no, they sh- that should have never made it past, like, 
the market research. Oh, like, I've been like, seeing. like whoever was in the market research for the white Kit Kat and like said, I think this is a wonderful idea. Excommunicate them. There's, Check them out. They have a birthday cake Kit Kat now. No. That I've been looking at. No. I just go Stop. by and I look You're at making it, it worse. But I haven't eaten it yet. Does it have sprinkles? Like, like, yeah, the it's got the fun. It's like sprinkly funfetti. with white. The fun It's fatty. got white, like, icing. Yes. On it, and it's got sprinkles inside the white icing. So, so the, the really the big, the gift of all of this, the tangible item that you can keep longer than, uh, two breath savers or three Tootsie Rolls is a koozie. Oh, God. It's a Walmart koozie, and on the side of it, it says, we keep rolling, and it has a picture of a roll of toilet paper. <laughs> you know why Which that's is, there? Because the gift they gave everybody was shit. Yeah. <laughs> my <laughs> wife got her mask. I, my wife got a company branded mask in the mail because she's on the first wave of people that have to go back to the office. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome back. Yeah, we, she's like back in a couple has, weeks. It has the logo of the company on on the mask. Yeah, e. Yeah, so you put the mask on. It's got the company logo like right up on the side. It's tasteful color and everything, and you have to wear the mask the whole day while you're there, of course. And company assigned mask. You don't have to wear that mask, but you have to wear a mask. Ah, okay. She's in the first wave. And then they're going to bring wave two in at some point. And like, I, I just, I don't even know why they have to, but yeah, I mean, she's been actually doing her job from home, right? Yeah. She's been working the whole time. And well, so, here's what happened. She volunteered uh, to go back in March because nobody knew what was going on in March. So uh -huh. it was like, Hey, if you want to be one of the volunteers to be the first people back to the office, you know, you can, you can like sort of uh -huh. let yourself be known. And she didn't know what was going on. You know what I mean? Like nobody knew how serious it was or what was going to happen. So she's like, fuck, I guess I'll do it. I mean, I think she didn't ever expect them to let her work from home for this amount of time. Yeah. You know? True. So now she's kind of backed into it. I'm kind of worried about it to tell you the truth. I've been, I've been, you know, talking to her and just being like, this is like, I don't know how they can make you do this, and and this affects me too, and like my, our kid, and like this is like kind of a wild move to make to have you sit in an office for pretty much no reason. Yeah, you know, four days a week. So I guess you'll probably hear more about that. Yes, as as, as things develop on the future street fights. Thanks for everybody that showed up and chatted. Uh, I was glad to see all of those familiar faces and all the news people too. The news, the new people as well. Um, the, the chat was awesome. Uh, I'm glad you all enjoyed it. You can find us live streaming every single Wednesday and Sunday night uh, on Twitch, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube. Uh, you can also support the show by heading over to patreon.com slash Radio. We will see you on Sunday. We're taking your calls. It's slow that just step through the big black gates. 
too late No escape from the planet of the apes No doubt, there's no way out No doubts, perhaps While the homies set the traps I'll look the straps By the way, the last time a fool came through our hangout Gunshots rang out, blew his motherfucking brains out Cutthroats down, everything's foul Wet rums in the slums for males and males So, if you choose, you lose Wouldn't wanna be in your shoes So grab your deep-ass crews and catch the blues Hollow point hoes that won't never close Lit them up, cause I'd rather stick them up than get them up Stereotype for life is how I'm living Down with the gorillas in the mist, but fuck this I slang bricks, only fuck with hoochie chicks The name is Mac-10 and I live off dirt licks So whatever it takes, we gotta make them ends Even if it means Jack and friends And I'm a cutthroat Explosions and earthquakes that make the room shake back up Yo, hold on, fuck that Can I do it over, homeboy? You better do that, motherfucker Yeah, man, fuck this shit I can break this motherfucker down, so let me do it like this Explosions and earthquakes that make the room shake Back up, make room, bubble, now you're doomed Halloween's through the dome, once again it's on Do you want a fat platter of some bloody brain matter? Out cause by 22 I bought it brand new It's grown and kinda goo, but give up the Lexus too Uh, let the crack loop, pose a bop to shoot Any wiggity diggity nigga that try to get me for my loop So what's the scoop, full bell truth Dead and show by a janky ass cutthroat And I'm a cutthroat Show murder is the flick, yo discretion's advised. Shit's about to get alive. Straight from the start, born with the coldest heart. Known to get locus where the trick skull apart. You can't stand the heat, then get the fuck out the kitchen. Cause 94 is the season for lynching. From out of the dark is the South Central G. Ready, hand steady on the bloody machete. Don't you ever try to fuck me, you buster. I cut off your head and send the drama to your mama. Fucking with the Don, I put you in the right direction. A first class ticket to the resurrection, fools. So whatever it takes, we gotta make them ends. Even if it means Jack and friends. And I'm a cutthroat. Rolling with my two by four, I'm on the down low. Tippy, tippy toe, as I pass up a liquor store with devils on my shoulder. Shall I kill it? Hell yeah. Batters up, I step back like Jackie Robinson. Get a home run, better get a grand slam. I like a wind jammer. Pack a frame a llama on the barber of the field. I slice Jack them with a fuck is Jill. I see the bitch running down the hill. Mr. Cutthroat took an axe and gave that bitch Jill 40 wax. When he looked and seen what he done, I grabbed a pin in the pad and put the shit on his album. And I'm a cutthroat. Who the fuck can I cut like spaghetti? Steady mopping, Mr. Machete robbing off brand tricks. Sharp as a homemade shake. From Supermax to the holding tank, I make them all stink. You caught the vapors, what? I float like a butterfly and sting when I do my thing like a paper cut. Who got the salt, alcohol, and the cotton? Rotten when I cut through the lame Harlem gold trotting. Have you forgotten what I've been through? Nappy headed Ginsu. With my hip hop, when I it don't stop till the heads roll off the cutting block. Crazy at that bitch who cut off her husband cock. Her name is Robin. I got the Robin nigga, leave the car running. I don't need to take my gun in. Pull out my knife, it's your money or your life. Plus a cold new coat. Sincerely, y'all's from the cutthroats. And I'm a cutthroat. cutthroat.
Check the watch, come on. 